0: Welcome to ASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials, testing, and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson.
1: Welcome to ASHTO Resource Q&A. I'm Brian Johnson.
0: And I'm Kim Swanson. Welcome to part two of soft skills goal setting. That's right. If you haven't heard part one yet, I recommend you take a listen, but it isn't necessary. We did cover some general topics about just personal goal setting. In this episode, we're going to get into a fun little exercise because I have a list of brainstorming questions when you're thinking about your personal goals. I'm going to share what those are. It's a list of eight of them. And I want to see how we would or how you would spin that for organizational goals program goals or your employee staff goals and see if that question when you're thinking about it if it needs to be tweaked or if it's good as is or if it's not relevant at all because i'm i'm just curious okay. because i'd like to ask these questions the first question i think we talked about it before but what is important to me about this goal how would you spin that as an or for an organization or for Individuals if, for team goals.
1: What is important to, important me, to me about like me, the employee?
0: If from a individual standpoint, and not a business goals, it is about me as an individual. So, would you spin that question if you're brainstorming, like thinking about how to a uh, new goals to create? Would it be what's important to the organization about this goal? Are no, or is it I, still about the individual? I think
1: it still is the same question. Because okay I feel like if it's not important to the employee, then they're not going to be motivated to get there. okay and I I this is where it goes back to hiring. Mm-hmm. You can't hire people who have mismatched like completely mismatched yeah. values because if I if I hired a bunch of people who are totally selfish, they wouldn't be thinking, well, what's important to the customer is important to me because I want to make sure our customers are having a good experience, right? So, mm-hmm. like, that's important to me, even though it's important to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I like people like that on my team. Mm-hmm. So, it's still important to them. Okay. Okay. I might be cheating on that answer. I'm not sure.
0: That's okay. There might, I haven't necessarily thought of these questions Mm -hmm. from an organizational perspective. So there could be just a direct overlap and this is a segment that I cut, or it could be something useful. So the next question um, for brainstorming goals is how will this help me create the life that I want? So that's the personal side of it. If you're going to use that as a jumping off brainstorming, how would you change that question? Or what would you ask differently in that same vein if you're creating a a goal for your team or for your program?
1: Yeah, I'd say how will this help improve the quality of the the organization? I think I'd go beyond the individual on that one.
0: Yeah. If I'm thinking about it now, it could also be tied to your vision statement. Like, how Mm -hmm. does this help us create your vision statement of the organization if you're thinking about that. That was uh, just popped in my head cuz again I have not really thought of these in that way. This one I think would probably be a direct overlap, but the next one is how does this support my other goals? Hmm. Cuz I yeah, know that's really important from a personal uh, goal standpoint.
1: I think that would tie into the mission question, you know, how does mm-hmm. this how does this contribute to uh-huh. us achieving the mission of the organization?
0: Yeah, and from a personal standpoint, when you're making personal goals, this question's important because you don't want your goals to have conflicting outcomes, right? So you want all of your goals to support your personal mission statement or where you want your be- life to be. So I think in a business sense that you also want all of your goals. You don't want someone on your team working towards a goal that achieves X. But then X is the direct opposition to Y, and then you have somebody else on your team working on Y, and then Mm -hmm. you're just going to counteract each other. So you want to make sure all of the goals are working together.
1: You would, and and I find that we have that push and pull all the time on certain quality objectives, and which is why a lot of them are not 100% all the time. So even though it would make sense, like if somebody says, "Oh, well, you want to be the best. Your goal should be 100%," you know, complete 100%, have 100% error free. And it's like, well, yeah, I would love it if we had 100% error-free, but it comes at a cost, because I could spend all of my time working on one thing, or I could spend a little less time getting it 95% right, and then getting other things done that also need to be done. So then, like, if you spend all your time on error reduction, then you reduce productivity. Yeah. Which no, you can't I, really do.
0: That makes sense. To me. But I don't know if
1: that that may be not related to what you were talking
0: about at no, all i think that is related the next question i I ask or have people think about is i think something we've already talked about as well but how does this align with my values i think that is organizational values can it just yeah, fits right in that's,
1: there that does fit right in there
0: now this goes to kind of a measurable part of a smart goal but how will i know when i i have reached my goal
1: well that gets into your smart goals right mm-hmm. Measurable, uh, time-bound,
0: mm-hmm.
1: relevant, achievable.
0: Whatever that acronym is. I think as well, another way to think of it is defining success.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: sometimes it's not only the one thing that you're talking about. It's more multifaceted. So the, the goal is to have 95% error-free whatever But then you've reached it. Yes, you know, you reach it when you got 95%. But also there's these other things that come out of it. Like you were talking about with your personal goal of when you ran three miles at a certain time, there was all these other benefits that you didn't really think about. But if you were defining success now, you would maybe incorporate that in.
1: Yeah. And if if it was just lose weight, I would have achieved none of that. I would have just been weighing less and my, I would have had to buy new pants, but that, that, that I wouldn't have been in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have uh, improved my heart health at all or mm-hmm. I w- wouldn't have been more coordinated, wouldn't have gotten stronger. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's definitely yeah. better to think about those behavioral changes.
0: Talk about getting stronger. Another question that I asked in the brainstorming session is, how can I use my strength to accomplish this goal?
1: I like that question a lot. And it is something, you know, when you're a manager, you do have to think about individual strengths because everybody has something different. And I think you do have to, if you want to be an effective manager, and and I know I never went to Harvard Business School or anything, so you probably could read much more insightful stories from somebody else. But I would say I've gotten pretty good responses from people that I've managed over the years. And I think treating people as individuals is the key to that and recognizing what they're really good at and recognizing what they need to work on to improve and trying to leverage the things that they are really good and really interested at and not expecting them to be people that they are not. And I I do credit a lot of that to some of my fellow managers and fellow employees at a resource we kind of talking through a lot of those things I think it might have been you who asked me about whether it was important that somebody become good at a certain thing that we were doing you know it, does everybody need to be good at public speaking
0: it wasn't me but I it sounds, wasn't like you. it sounds like something I would say or maybe it was and I just don't remember but
1: everybody has their different strengths and if you can get people to Be appreciated for those things, even when they fall short in other areas. And this is the hard part. Usually when somebody on your team falls short in a certain area, their teammates know it. And you may even hear about it from some of them. But I think what you have to do is emphasize that person's strengths. And maybe in an ideal situation, the person criticizing that person may have a weakness that the other person has a strength in. And you can directly say, listen, I get it. But let me tell you about what this person is really strong in. And you don't have to say you're not good at this, but this person is, but that person knows that they're not good at it. That can help kind of moderate any potential conflicts you have within a team where you have one person that may be weak in a certain area while the other is strong, but you don't have to make everybody the same. Don't act like everybody has to be you and maybe you have some things to work on as a manager or as a human, and your staff will know that too. And if you're a really good manager, you'll talk to them about that, and they will tell you what those things are without any concern. You know, that's another thing I feel really good about as a manager, is that I have those conversations with staff, and we talk very openly about what we're good at, what we're not good at, and they'll tell me when I'm wrong about something. And it's really healthy for the organization, because it's not... The Brian Johnson Accreditation Program, it's the Ashto Accreditation Program, and I don't know everything, they don't know everything, I mean, really, nobody does. You have to use the systems that you have and in the, in the organizations and the people that you have to work with to try to continually improve all the time, but it's not something that you can just think about what you're good at or what your strengths are and kind of make everything work. The way you want them to work. Sorry, that was completely rambling.
0: Oh no, and, I and
1: touched many bases that may did. have not gotten us home.
0: Oh no, that's okay. I am definitely a fan of strengths. There's a lot of different tools out there that, if you want to identify your strengths, um, that you can use and you can search for those. And I think having a vocabulary about what your strengths are is very helpful from a personal standpoint and creating personal goals but also in work right of knowing that i have a strength and one of mine is strategic i have a i can think strategically and see a few steps down the road sometimes that is awesome other times that is a hindrance where i'm 12 steps down the road everybody is still on step 3 i'm on step 20 in my head anyway, and I'm just like, why aren't people like I that can lead me to be impatient. So knowing that this is a strength of mine, there's also the dark side of it, right? Of when it is not necessarily a strength of mine, or um, another one as a communicator, (laughs) shockingly, is one of my strengths as well. But that means I can tend to over communicate things. So knowing that about myself can help me recognize when it's serving me and when it is not serving me. And it also gives me more empathy for my teammates to know that like, I know I'm really good at these things and that everybody is really good at these things. So I have like, Oh, what are they really good at and what are their strengths and that I can lean on them for support in those areas when I'm working on a project or doing something like that. So I definitely think there's value in having shared uh, vocabulary when it comes to individual strengths on a team. So I, again, I could talk about strengths for a whole episode, but we won't. The next question I ask uh, for around brainstorming is, what do I need to do before I start this goal?
1: Mm, that is interesting. That is your planning. I guess when I think about that, that would be sort of the analysis that that is conducted before we have one of those sessions where we're establishing what our goals are going to be for the year. And that is really important. You do have to know what your baseline is before you set a goal, because otherwise you're going to have an unrealistic goal, right?
0: That makes perfect sense. And now this last one is one of my favorites, personal favorites. Am I ready to make this change?
1: <laughs>
0: I have seen this pop up That's personally funny. a lot of times, but also as an organization, I mean, we've I've been with Ashto for a while. And I have perhaps seen some starts of things of like, are we ready to make this change or to start this goal or or something like that? So I, I have seen it from both sides. But that's my generally my favorite question.
1: Why would you want to encumber yourself with such trivialities as whether... You should do whatever you're going to do (laughs) it's so funny that you comment on this because this resonates with me as well for the same reason we have a lot of good ideas and we have a lot of okay ideas that we go forward with and sometimes some bad ideas at times we have gone for all of them at the same time with not enough people or other resources to get those things accomplished so I think having that discussion about whether you're ready to actually do that at this time is a very good thing to do. So I'll go back to that meeting where you're talking about what your goals are going to be. It's good to have a brainstorming meeting and come up with a bunch of ideas, but then you really have to, and I think this is where the director kind of steps in or the manager steps in. Let's figure out where the cut's going to be here. So like there are some of these things that are probably eh, probably okay to do, probably a good thing. Uh, but can wait. And these things are really important and should be done sooner. So then you prioritize whatever those are and you figure out what are you going to do? What are you going to leave off? What are you going to focus on this year? What can be put off to 2024, 2025? So yeah, I think that's a good thing. And I'll tell you another thing that this reminds me of is change management, which we have more than dipped our toes in change management over the years. We have gone all in, and uh, probably too much so where we have uh, in some ways kind of paralyzed ourselves from making changes. I don't know, so it depends how you look at it. If you look at our change management spreadsheet, we probably have too much on there uh, because we didn't have that discussion all the time about whether we should do this or not. So we'd say, okay, hey, uh, Kim, you're gonna be the change manager on this one go ahead and get it done because you came up with this idea, but you'll never interact with whoever told you that again until you're done with it or it just never gets done. And then you just talk about it for the next four years about how you didn't do it. And you keep kicking the can down the road. Does that sound right?
0: Well, it does. But, and I also think when it comes to that, I think there's different ideas of change management where you said you had, there's too much on that spreadsheet where I look at the change management spreadsheet And for me, it's part of there should be more on it that we haven't done. And we need to document why we didn't do it, where that's the lens that I come through with of like, I would want to know all of the things that we decided that we didn't do. So we have a record of that. So when it comes up in three years that we should do it. Like, well, let's not reinvent the wheel. This is why we didn't do it before. All right, well, that has changed and now we can do it or whatever it is. So I feel like there should be more going through the change management process, but it should be, but the as is, I don't know if it's as effective as it could be for us. And I think we're making improvements in that area.
1: I think we can compromise on this concept. I I agree that it's not, after hearing that, what you just said, uh, it's not the quantity that's on there that concerns me. It's the fact that we haven't said no yes. strategically to that, any of those things. Yes. So I don't yes. object to them existing on the spreadsheet. It's okay. that they are still TBD.
0: When it shouldn't, they should just be. We're not should doing have been. It right we're now.
1: not doing that right now. Or this is a okay idea that can be put off for ten years and then let's look at it again to see if we actually care about it.
0: I would agree with that. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we've come to that conclusion for all of our listeners. Yeah, I think
1: so. that listen. helped me. That I'm helped glad
0: me. for all of our listeners to <laughs> hear our this uh this session this session with us. It's not even an episode anymore. It's just now a session. It's
1: just a session. Yeah. It's a session. Um, well, I feel better.
0: Well, I'm glad this was helpful for you. I hope it was helpful for our listeners. Let us know what you think. Send us an email or don't. That's fine too. I can talk about goals all the time and strengths forever. So hopefully people got something out of it. It sounds like you did, Brian.
1: I did. This has been therapeutic and interesting for me. So I'm glad we talked about it today. Hope you enjoyed it, listeners. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to AASHTO Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashtoe Resources' social media accounts or go to ashtoresource.org.